You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. It's a great time to, to, to buy. You know, it, it really is. And, and um, you know, I haven't seen sentiment this low probably since March, April of, 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 of uh, 2020. Thanks for tuning in to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers, and we are checking in with David Erfley, Dr. David Erfley, as we like to call him on the podcast. We gave him an honorary doctorate some months ago. His website is juniorminerjunkiewithay.com. Avid, retail, sophisticated, private mining investor, has a great newsletter that I would recommend if you're looking for guidance of how to be successful in the natural resource sector and you want specific stock ideas. David has about 30 plus stocks that he covers. So there's more than enough to choose from. Dave, thanks for joining me. You've been out of the country and I'm wondering, did you take all the junior gold stock investors with you when you left? Because things sure slowed down since I last talked to you. Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, every time I go on vacation, um, the sector usually has a little hiccup. And um, I had this running joke with with uh, Corey Fleck, who I do uh, a lot of interviews with over at Coraline Economics. He's like, "Don't go on vacation." <laughs> and as soon as I come back from vacation, you know, we usually have a little pop in the sector. And it's funny, it, the pop happened while I was in the plane coming back from Europe. So yeah. you are the bellwether. You told me to I, look to I bear. So yeah. just, it's, I just got to start right now and tell everybody. You know, in the future, when I go on vacation, I'll, I'll let everybody know. <laughs> yes, please do. Please do. Because a lot of my stocks dropped. Well, Dave, let, let's get your commentary on the gold price. You look at it from a technical standpoint. You've been talking about double tops or possible double bottoms in your newsletter. Can you give us your analysis of the gold price, please? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty much sleepy time here in, in, in the sector. I mean, uh, end of July, early August, that's you're, you're like right in the middle of the dog days. You know, and people who are new to this sector, you know, uh, we really haven't had summer doldrums for the past two years. They were they were kind of waylaid by, by, by all the uh, incredible things that were happening in the world, um, making gold and their shares, gold stocks uh, attractive. Um, so, but this year it came, uh, summer doldrums came back with a vengeance because, you know, all these people that, that were locked up for, 15 months are finally able to go on vacation and that's what they're doing. Everybody's going on vacation and, and um, they're pretty much ignoring the sector that is still consolidating its, its gains, which is gold stocks while everything else, all these other, all these other uh, sectors are going up. You know, the, the stock market keeps making, keeps making uh, all time highs, you know, and um, the, the gold sector continues to consolidate. And, you know, if you're, if you're holding core positions like I am, you know, um, some of your paper gains have gone by the wayside for now. But um, also, if you're holding a lot of cash like I am, then you're happy to see this take place because this is this is the best kind of market to, you know, uh, really take your time to talk to these management companies of, of the companies that you that you put on your watch list of the ones that have done the right thing and cashed up when they should have. Um, and, um, it's a great time to just, uh, be patient and wait to the, wait for the price to come to you. Because if you have a certain price that you want to pay, um, there's a pretty good chance that that's going to get hit during, during this type of market, which is really low volume, uh, you know, uh, uh, big moves with, uh, small volume that come back and revert to the mean really quickly and just not a lot of interest. 
And, um, you know, we, we love this sector for multi-bagger gains. And the only way to make these multi-bagger gains is to buy in a market like this. You know, there's two types of corrections that, um, that happen in, in gold stocks. There's the, there's the sharp panic move down correction that we saw in March of, of 2020, which is a difficult one to buy because it snap backs, it snaps back so quickly. You know, if you, if you're not prepared with a list already of what you want to buy, you're going to miss it and you're going to end up having to chase and nobody likes to chase stocks in this sector. Then there's the other kind of correction, which is the frustrated, um, uh, um, slow Chinese water torture type correction that we've been having for exactly a year now. And each time we have this, this move up that looks like it's going to break out, it, it takes uh, more people off the, off the gold stock bandwagon, you know, and we've had like four of those now over the past year. And the last one, it looks like it took most of the, most of, of the retail with, with, it took most of the retail players with it. This is it. This is like the fourth time I've had to deal with this. I've got these losses in these gold stocks. I'm going to go ahead and take them now for tax loss, even though it's, you know, it was, it was in July and now it's just the first of August. People are actually selling for tax loss their gold stocks now. I've talked to other people and they're doing the same thing. And um, it's always a great time, great time to, you know, for, for, for somebody with a lot of cash to pick up somebody's trash that is a that is a great uh, that that is a great company. They just bought it at the wrong time, and it becomes your treasure because you're getting it a lot cheaper. It's just very difficult to to, to try to figure out when to do that because you know we could still have another move down in this sector very easily. Um, but a lot of these stocks they're sh they're sure trading like they're sold out. I know this wasn't your original question. You're, you you asked me about the gold sector, and I went into gold stocks. But um, if if you want me to answer that question now, I will. I mean, as far as the, the, the gold price is concerned, you know, it's still consolidating that huge move, that doubling in price from ten fifty to 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 basically twenty one hundred dollars from 2016 to 2020, that is a huge move. And it's only corrected 20%. Um, while, while in the meantime, gold, you know, the, the, uh, the equity sector continues to go higher. So like I said earlier, um, you know, you've, got a, you've, you've got equities that continue to go higher. You've got risky gold stocks that continue to consolidate. It's a lot of gold stocks are a lot of people's trash right now. So they're taking out the trash. Dave, you would agree with Adrian Day, who I had on the show, I think a couple months ago, where he said this is about the best gold stock buying opportunity that he's seen. And he looks at the producers. But if you look at what even the March buying opportunity last year, silver got down to like 12 bucks. Now silver is twice that amount. And when you compare them relative to what the equities are trading for, you, there could be the argument for an attractive entry point. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but you have to put this, you have to put this action in the gold stock, especially in the juniors, in the proper perspective. Um, we had a move in, in the junior sector. Uh, we, had, we saw the GDXJ go up 180% in 4.8 months. We saw many silver juniors, gold juniors go up 
five, six, seven, ten times, right? Um, they got the moves got way overbought. Not only overbought technically, but their valuations got ridiculously high in relation to what the companies had proved up to that point at that time. But if you take a look at the companies that did the right thing and took advantage of that move and raised a bunch of money, right? So at the same time, you've got you've got the dilution of the money they raised combined with frustrated gold stock investors buying too high at the time and, and just getting frustrated that the stock isn't going higher. Gee, my stock that went up 10 times in 4.8 months isn't going any higher. You know, you have to give those moves time to consolidate. So you shouldn't be buying gold stocks when you see these rhino horns. That's when you that's when you take the profits that you've that you've hopefully made before the rhino horn took place. And that's what you're doing right now. You're taking advantage of this time down to look for the companies you expect to rhino horn in the future. They're fishing lining right now, they're, but they're fishing lining after making these huge moves. So there's a lot of babies, really attractive babies being thrown out with the junior bathwater right here. And it's and it's your job to decipher which ones are the ones to, 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 to get into as their fishing line, you know, because let's face it, you know, 85, 90% of these juniors are garbage. There's only like 300, 350 companies that are even viable. So that's another thing that, that these bear markets have been, have yet been able to do. These bear markets have, have not, have, have not uh, substantially taken away a lot of these lifestyle companies. There's still a lot of these lifestyle companies around and they get and, and they get thrown into the mix. They have these great promotional campaigns. And if you don't know what you're doing, you fall for their promotional campaigns and you, and you get into them and you end up chasing them. And they're just lifestyle companies that really don't have viable projects. So that's where a person like me comes in, a newsletter writer that, that you know, that that is that that does this for a living, that that buys these companies, that researches these companies as much as I possibly can. And then before I buy them, I tell my subscribers that I'm going to buy them and we kind of get into it together and, and I cover it while we're in it together. And hopefully we profit from them. And more times, more, more times than not, I do a pretty good job of getting them into the right company. Arcana Silver is on the verge of bringing the world's highest grade silver mine into production. The Revenue Virginia's mine in Colorado has proven and probable silver reserves grading nearly 37 ounces per ton silver, with all-in sustaining production costs of only $8 per ounce of silver. The mine is fully funded and permitted with infrastructure already in place and has announced production will commence in 2021. Achieving successful production should result in a significant upward share price re-rating on the Lassonde curve. Arcana trades under the ticker A AUN in Toronto and AUNFF in New York. To learn more, go to arcana.com. That's A U R C A N A.com. And you gave three recommendations. Uh, recently, I'm not asking you to name them, but some of the, those recommendations have the qualities you're talking about. And as you're saying, for a, for a new investor, look at the cash position because these things are negative cash flowing, they burned through cash. The treasury's not full. It's probably not the best time to buy the stock, right? Oh, no. Right now, you if you haven't cashed up by now and you're a junior, <laughs> there's something really wrong with your project if you need cash. Because, I mean, the, the capital markets have remained extremely accommodative 
all during this this year long consolidation process. Um, you know, mines are being financed, um, projects are being financed, terms are really good. Um, they're being upsized almost as soon as they're announced. The money is still flowing. I mean, previously, you know, uh, in this sector, you know, I've been through these things. You know, I've been through so many cycles here in the past 20 years that I've been in this in this sector. We've had these bear markets where not only have you had a bear market in share prices, but you've had a bear market in capital markets. And that's that's just death for this sector. You know, when they're when they can't raise money and their stock prices are going down, you know, that's that, you know, that that's a sector that you run away from <laughs> and you don't come back until the capital markets get friendly again. And um, that's why uh, I, I'm so excited about what's happening right now. Sure, my core positions that have, that have come off some, some of my paper gains have gone down. You know, fortunately, I took I, I took some profit off the table in, in some of those at, at near the top. Um, but um, watching some of you, watching your capital hard-earned uh, paper uh, gains go by the wayside, it's not an easy thing to do. But that's what these things do. You know, they go up four, five, six, eight times, and then they correct at least fifty percent afterwards. And I've seen a lot of these stocks correct at least fifty percent. The one I just one of the ones I just recommended has come off 65 percent. Yet while it was coming off sixty-five percent. The company keeps 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 um, keeps announcing assays of, of high grade results. They're they're de-risking properly. They raised money at the right time properly. They have district scale sized projects in a top tier jurisdiction, and they've raised money at the right time to keep their to keep their um, their share float tight. And management owns twenty one percent of the company, and insiders have not sold a single share, and they keep buying. On the way down, you want to see things like that. You know, you want to see a management team that really believes in their project, and also their previous company that this company was a spinoff of. They sold for a huge premium to market after they took the share price from pennies to dollars. So you want to see you want to see success stories like that. You want to see them them buying their own stock. You want to ask them how much they paid for that stock also. And as the conversation that we had before we before we, we started talking here on camera, you want to make sure that there's not a lot of cheap shares out there that friends and family got in for like a penny or two. And they're asking you to give them money at 10 cents. <laughs> yeah, very good advice, Dave. On the idea of mines getting brought into production, you kind of mentioned that uh, too, that you're familiar with Marathon Gold and Rio too. Were you happy with these uh, CapEx financings to bring these mines into production? Well, I know um, both of these companies are in my top 10 uh, 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 portfolio, in my, in my JMJ portfolio, I have a JMJ top 10, and these two companies are in that top 10. And um, I know Alex Black, CEO of, of Rio wasn't happy with that finance and I understand, but you know, you have to do what you have to do. He took a stream, which he didn't like to do, but you've got to limit dilution when your share price is trading where it is. But, but the share price has held up really well. The money that they had to raise at 65 cents, the share price hasn't gone below that. Um, um, the market seems to like it. And the upside is just huge. It's, it's a low CapEx heap leach project that's going to make gobs of cash. Um, the only thing you have to worry about down the road is the political situation. You know, you gotta, you, 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 you gotta, 
you, you got a um, election coming up in in Chile here, I think in November, and you know the how how um, socialistic it's it's gotten there in that part of the country. You know, Peru, what just happened in Peru, the hard left Castillo winning. Um, but um, you know, bottom line is both these countries, you know, they're very mining friendly, and they got to continue to be mining friendly because that's where they make a lot of their money. So um, I don't see it being that much of a problem. And also there's the water issue, but, but Alex has done a good job with, with figuring out where they're going to get their water. And I think they're, they're making some water deals right now, but so, so I, so, so I don't, I wasn't really happy with the, with the, with, with the terms of the Rio, but I understand why he had to do it. Um, as far as marathon is concerned, you know, they've, they've done a really good job of minimizing dilution. You know, they've got a lot of their cash from, you know, one of the, one of the, biggest mining geniuses in the, in, a, in the business, Pierre Lassonde. They already had 115 million, so raised it. So, so getting 185 million credit facility wasn't a problem. The, the terms are, are decent and, um, you know, that, that mine is now, is, is, is now financed. So um, I really like, I really like uh, Marathon as a, as a takeover candidate I have. And, and um, I've, I'm, really been happy of the fact that it hasn't gotten taken over yet because I want it to continue to go higher before it does. And I think it will is it's, I mean, if you take a look at the market cap, which is, I think now is about eight to 900 million. I mean, you've got newfound gold's market cap is 1.5 billion. And they just, and all they keep doing is, is drilling. I mean, sure. They're drilling bonanza grades, but they're only stepping out about 10 meters and they haven't even got a resource, not even close to a resource estimate yet. And marathon gold has about 5 million ounces of high grade open pit and their market caps only 900 billion high 900 million. So, you know, uh, the, the, the craziness that has gone in Newfoundland and Newfoundland is really good for the, for the gold sector to get me wrong. And I have, you know, I have a couple er a couple of other investments in that area. So I'm really happy with what's happening there. But, you know, when you see a crazy market cap go up like that on just a drill play, you know, it's kind of it's you, 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 that's that's something you really don't want to chase. That's something you just want to follow, and you want to you want to cheer their success, but you want to do it from the sidelines. It's like, oh, that's that's uh, that's a train that I didn't get into. I don't want to go chasing it. But what I want to do is I want to look at other companies in the area that might have a chance of uh, of 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 uh, doing the same thing. You know, of of coming up with similar type of grades that are that are maybe on strike or or on trend or i'm not a geologist uh, by any stretch of the means but um i know um that once an area play gets hot you want to pay attention to it and watch how it plays out and maybe get into something uh earlier that that might have a chance of doing the same thing dave you brought up peru um yes there's a far left uh, candidate but then you know, with the opposition party in Congress, and it seems like he might have extended an olive branch with some of his finance appointments. Had to, yeah, yeah. Does it does that make you feel a little better about Peru? It does, yeah. Okay. But I still, I still, I'm still avoiding anything that needs to get permitted in Peru. You know, I, I have one company that has that has projects that have already got uh, defined deposits. And they've already got permits to drill. You mean production permits, not drilling permits. No drilling permits. Okay, drilling permits. They've got drilling permits. It's just because a lot of no. These but you're, when you're avoiding state, for permits, I mean, you're talking about going into production permits, not permits to just drill out a project to explore. No, I'm talking. No, I am talking about 
basically consult a previa permit. That's what it's called. It's called a consult a previa permit. And a, a lot of these projects still need to get that permit before they can drill. These earlier stage grassroots projects, they still need to get that permit. It takes a long time to get it because I think they're on their seventh mining minister in like two years over there. And each time a new mining minister takes over, it's like it start the process starts all over again where they have to get you they have to get up to date on what's what, what what's happening and they have to teach everybody to do the right things and and um it's it's just very it's, it's a very difficult red tape process so because i i love peru i love the prospectivity there's a lot of projects there that i'm really attracted to but um like i said i'll only invest in a peruvian exploration play if they have the permits now, as far as production permits are, are concerned in Peru, it's a little easier to get those permits, depending on, you know, each specific situation. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've only got one stock in Peru now. So um, I, I pretty much avoided the avoided the jurisdiction for now to, to see how this plays out. And as far as Chile is concerned, the only the only um, exposure I have to Chile is, is through Rio, too. Okay. So you gave three picks this last weekend by recommendations. So we expect more of that from the junior minor junkie newsletter for uh, people thinking about subscribing. You think you're going to be going into the market more over the next month? Well, technically I gave two. One I'm still waiting on um, because I think it's, it's, it's going to come down more. So technically I gave two outright buy recommendations on, um, but I, I've, I've still got a lot of cash and I think I'm going to keep that cash handy for a while. Um, because I mean, uh, we could still get another move down here, and uh, you know, taking a look at the GDXJ, it's constructive. It looks like it may have double bottomed at forty three, and there's a very bullish island reversal pattern on the daily chart that, 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 that's in play right now. Um, but there's such low volume and so little interest, anything could happen right now. Um, so I'm still keeping I'm still keeping some cash for for later tax loss uh, possible deals. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great time to, to, to buy, you know, it, it really is. And, and, um, you know, I, I haven't seen sentiment this low probably since March, April of, 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 uh, 2020 and in March, April of 2020, while the sentiment was low, all these juniors needed cash, you know, they, they weren't cashed up. That's, that's what was so scary about the last um, correction. And that's why, it, that's why it was a sharp V-shaped correction. And th that's why it sold off in fishing line fashion, because at this, at the time where nobody knew what was going to happen with, with COVID, with everything shutting down, these juniors that just hemorrhaged cash didn't have any. And some finances so, were canceled at, yeah. at that time. I felt bad for some companies. I know. Yeah. And it was, it was so heartbreaking, you know, cause you know, you're friends with some of these people and you root for them, you know, they're good people and um, they're doing the right things. You know, it's just, they're victims of the market. You know, they've done all the right things up to a certain point. There's just so much of this business is timing. You know, you could do everything right. And then the bottom can fall out of the market right when you get, close to a time where you're going to do a finance, your share prices at a, at, the, at a good price, you're getting the paperwork together, you're about to do it. And all of a sudden a hit comes out of nowhere. You know, that's, that's just the challenges of, of this sector, which, which quite frankly is one of the reasons why I love it. It's, it's the most challenging sector to make money in. And I like a good challenge. 
And like and this is a very, Dave, very what, challenging what, sector. With what you said about the capex financing for Rio too, like it's not ideal, but you have to take it, right? I, and yeah. I've I've talked to CEOs of development projects where they said, "Listen, this thing is like I, I'm an I'm a plane barreling down the runway, and I got to get off. And if I don't take off here." Like this project's going to crash for my current shareholders. Somebody's going to pick it up at a fire sale and make money for shareholders down the road. But if you want me to make money for you, I got to get this thing off the ground. Yeah, had, that's a great had, analogy, Bill. Okay. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> analogy. Yeah, I like that. That's that. That's yeah. That's exactly the case. You know, sometimes you just you just got to do the de- you got you got to do the, the deal with the devil. You got to dance with the devil sometimes, and um, just make sure it's it, 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 it's not uh, a company killer. You know, you're going to take an early hit. And maybe you're subscribed, maybe your, your shareholders won't make as much money, but I'm telling you, uh, as far as Rio 2 is, is concerned, if the gold price runs to $3,000, I mean, that still looks like it's, it's, it's got a six, seven bagger potential from where it's at right now. You know, it's a, it's a low CapEx mine. It's, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's a heat bleach project that'll make gobs of money when it's built. And, um, you know, Alex has done it before and it looks like he's going to do it again now that he's got it financed. Excellent. Well, Dave, I missed talking to you last month. So thank you for coming on the show. If you would like to learn more about Dave's, uh, what he offers is subscription, go to juniorminerjunkie.com and a link is in the show notes. Again, Dave, thanks. We'll be touching base with you in about 30 days. Always great to talk to you, Bill. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000 and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment.
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.